0: The following episode most likely contains graphic language, details of violence, and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 42 of Murder with My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Here I am, everybody. Here she is in 2023. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. We took a longer than anticipated hiatus. Uh, obviously, we were going to take off. We explained to you guys. We were going to take off the holiday. and
1: I don't think we did explain that. We just I explained did it, it in it. my head. <laughs> <I explained laughs> but then the holiday led into intermingling of <sighs> viruses and COVID. and Oh, God. Yeah, we had a rough one for sure. Yeah,
0: it was a lot. It was just a lot of sickness, a lot of... Yeah, just a lot of not being camera ready. <laughs> yeah, I still say. really
1: don't feel camera ready. I feel Sh- still dragged the
0: fuck out. Yeah, it's a, honestly we had covid and this is my second time having it. It's um, my first. It was way worse than the first time. <laughs> I explained I think the first time I barely I what I had a headache, but I also had just had a C-section and given birth like 2 weeks before. Um and yeah, this was <laughs> way fucking worse I especially having a one-year-old also having COVID and it
1: was the one-year-old second time with COVID
0: yes she also got it when she was two weeks old so poor baby but yeah and she also had her first birthday so and got
1: about eight teeth in a minute in a
0: one minute so she had COVID <laughs> and she got two teeth and also just yeah. was miserable Ms <laughs> her nickname's Ms so for a reason it is yeah well, we hope all of you guys are having a great year so far. We don't say, like, this is our year because we know better than <laughs> we did yeah. a couple years ago. A couple years ago, we 2020. We
1: jinxed, jinxed the whole planet <laughs> yeah. in 2020. When so we we're said, sorry. 2020, yeah, this is our year. We have
0: a really good feeling about this, which honestly, for me personally, it was probably like a really hard year, but. Probably it was like a
1: year of growth. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> growth. You know, you have to be a little uncomfortable to grow and grow through things. And yes. yeah, so that's how we'll put it. But we don't know if this is our year. We don't know if next year's our year. But we're going to.
1: This year, I turn. Fifty, so yeah. possibly it is my year. Hopefully. It is. Well. <laughs> Hopefully, one of these lights doesn't come down and fall on <laughs> my head and kill me right <laughs> as I say that.
0: Well, well, fingers crossed. But we're hoping <laughs> to go somewhere cool for Mom's fiftieth. But yeah, we'll see because we don't know what's going to happen. To the
1: living room, like twenty twenty. Yeah,
0: well, don't don't <laughs> rejinx it, but. Yeah. Um, f- before we get started, let's take a moment and we will give our sponsor a shout. First Sense Dog Dry Shampoo. I know you guys miss hearing those commercials, but I used it
1: today, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> if you guys ever you know don't want to give your dog a full bath, pop on some dry shampoo. My favorite is the lavender. Use code MWMM twenty for your twenty percent off at FirstSense.ca.
1: It smells really good. Yes, better than a dirty dog.
0: Way better than a dirty dog. So, But uh, this is a part of the episode, obviously, our regular listeners. You guys know we go into some current events. But not to say that there hasn't been a lot of stuff going on because there has been, just because, I don't know, there's been a lot. But this episode going to be a little different because this whole episode is actually going to be kind of a current event
1: it is a current event and it is still unfolding day by day as we are talking yeah there was new stuff today even yeah and so so we have never done an uh, unsolved case before or one that is because
0: okay we all know that people who are charged with certain crimes it's your right to be presumed innocent until you're proven guilty but sometimes there's evidence and there's just a lot of stuff that is pretty obvious when yeah. someone is I mean you can't really say that because sometimes there's oh this is so obvious and then it changes and then on it changes the road it changes or it's completely it happens it's happenstance <laughs> yeah. right like
1: it's completely and crazy stuff does happen it does but in this case I do believe From the evidence that things are unfolding pretty creepily, pretty, like, bang on, really. Yeah, This actually happened about
0: two weeks before our last episode dropped. And when something, anything true crime, anything that happens in the world, mostly, you know, in North America, especially with the internet, you hear about it right away. And, you know obviously true crime fanatics <laughs> the I, internet sleuths yes it catches your you know your attention because that's what we're into i always say like at my house it's either cocoa melon or it's murder <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's no in between it's like forensic files or baby shark like so really when something like this happens it's like, oh, I'm going to keep my eye on that. For sure. Especially if you look at the way that somebody is killed or the way a crime is committed, you
1: know, like... Kind of what's behind it. Exactly. You know, the feelings, the fact that you imagine yourself at that moment, when I'm learning about a true crime case, you can't help but imagine, what if that happened to me? What if this kind of person came into my house. What if I was killed yeah. in this manner? And this one for me was actually scared the shit out of me yeah. more than any other case we've ever done. And we've done some pretty heinous mm-hmm. cases, but this one, uh, I think has scared me because we discussed last time that I had a little bit of issues with, yeah. uh, people invading my space because I ventured out online dating again. And, uh, there's been a couple things, which I, I'm not online dating anymore. She's completely (laughs) sworn it off for now (laughs) for this month. So there's how many more days in January? We'll update you in February. Yeah. So when you You might have a nice Valentine. uh, Whatever. (laughs) Valentine's with Bob.
0: Yeah. Bob? My battery operated (laughs) boyfriend. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry I asked who Bob was, but no, this case, it's the same with me. We watch this stuff all day long and people that are not true crime fanatics, they're like, what are you watching? That's so freaky. And you're like, oh yeah. None but of them really like have hit. No, though, this like is, this. this is scary because of the, and there's so many cases like this, but this one, it, it entails, if you guys haven't guessed yet, we're discussing the murders that took place on November 13th in Idaho. In, um it's called Moscow, Idaho. And it was four college students mm-hmm. that lived in a home. Three of them lived there. One of them didn't live there, but they were killed with a a k-bar so yeah. that's why it caught my attention it was something that was like someone went in with a huge like that's like a jungle that's like a a rambo knife so someone yeah. went into someone's house
1: and at first you know obviously you think like oh well maybe it was a boyfriend someone that knew or a scorned or lover whatever. or but, but we'll get yeah. into we'll get into all that and i think that's the thing like I have a dog camera in my house, and this morning I woke up. I get up very early in the morning, and it's still dark. And I woke up, and I had had uh, three notifications from my dog camera. And my do- my dog camera alerts me when someone is in my house. Mm. If I'm not home and... Um, my ex that I still share my dog with comes in to drop the dog off, I get a on my phone and it says, uh, Furbo spotted a person. Mm-hmm. And today I woke up and there was uh, three or four notifications, which I had slept through on my Furbo and I was honestly from researching this case afraid to look at the fucking notifications on my Furbo. Yeah. Like can you imagine if it's four o'clock in the morning and my Furbo says a person was spotted? Like, just no. imagine.
0: And that's just it. It's and, like
1: and, and I took all my might to look, and it was just like, oh, your camera has gone offline, your camera has come online, like my Wi-Fi was doing yeah. something. Probably didn't pay the bill. Whatever. <sighs> However, it's it's affected me. Yeah. No Showering. Same. No, like everything. I
0: locked the door. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, and, okay, I do lock the door now, but my whole life I never locked the door. because you grew up with I me. know, with, that's what I mean. <laughs> but... It's very scary, and so we'll just jump right into the case because there's a lot to cover. And again, some of the things that we say in this are speculation because there's so many what-ifs, there's so many questions. The stuff that we are going to discuss, obviously it is factual, most of it, because there is an affidavit that we have read. We did a lot of research for this. Um, But yeah, I mean, just knowing what we know about psychology, um, just true crime knowledge in general – Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thank you, Keith Morrison. Um, We just know some things. So obviously in our opinions, a lot of it will be speculation, but yeah, we will get right into the case. So this is the case today. Mom did most of the the writing for the case. So we will hop into episode 42, the murders of the Idaho
1: College college students. On November the 12th, 2022, it was a day like any other in the life of four college students. I mean, college student life is super fun. Theirs looked really fun too. Super fun. (laughs) Um, At the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, To preface this, let's talk a little bit about the four students um, that were affected. Three of them were roommates, like you said. And um, one of them was the boyfriend of a roommate, so there was they lived in a large uh, six bedroom house off campus. It almost looked like it was made for college students. It well, probably was. Yeah, because that town is
0: like a big college town. Like it's very just there's like fun
1: stuff going on every single weekend, yeah. or even probably not even on the weekends. Like yeah. this weekend that this occurred was a big football weekend, and it was also a big sorority weekend. So in the house, um, there was Madison Mogan, uh, she was 21, Um, Zana Kornodel, who was 20, Uh, her boyfriend, Zach, and he was 20 also. Ethan? Or Ethan, sorry. And uh, Kaylee Gonsalves was 21. And Kaylee and uh, Madison had been best friends since the sixth grade like inseparable best friends.
0: Yeah, you hear her parents, uh, Kaylee's parents talk about it. They said, even when they're discussing Kaylee, they like they said, we can't discuss Kaylee without talking about about her best friend. Yeah, they and call them their girls. Yeah, and I have a best friend. I have multiple best, two best friends that I've had since young, young, you know. And like second grade. Second grade, third grade. And when I go to somewhere with, like, to a family event or, you know, a family reunion, like every single person's like, how's... Monica, how's Alexis? It's like, they're, because you just, when you see two people together all the time or three people together, you always are going to assume, you know, and friendship is, especially to watch them go through the years, you know, they grade six and then they probably had their graduation together and their first love and their first heartbreak in college and the good times and the fun times. And then to share something like this, it's, you know.
1: And the weird thing too, is this day and age, everything's chronicled on social media, and college age people at this point are very, very active on social media. Yeah. So if you look through any of their social media accounts, you can trace their relationship back like through the ages. And we did because we, we did, did yes. We did.
0: Both of theirs and others Facebook and Instagram. And pages. as a
1: matter of fact, I discovered that um, Maddie and Kaylee were here at uh, faded mm-hmm. I think in twenty nineteen. Because the before town the best year in the world, yeah, before the best year, yeah. <laughs> the town that we're talking about too is only seven hours from where we live. Like when you hear Idaho or you hear anywhere, kind of in the states or whatever, you always kind of picture it as being further away than it yeah. is. Yeah, but we live really close to the border of Washington State, so
0: yeah, w- literally, we could be at the border. We could be over in Blaine. In If there was no border crossing in like twenty minutes, yeah,
1: so so they were obviously all students, and um, they also had two other roommates, um, Bethany and Dylan, that they all shared a house. You look at their Instagram and the actual um November the twelfth the day leading into the murders, there's posts mm-hmm. with all of the roommates together, which we'll post on our socials. It's actually the picture that they have used because it's the picture with all of
0: them in it. And yeah. if you do, you know, go deep in the creep, you can see lots of pictures of them together. And, the and they had a, they had so many other friends. So they were obviously kind of like the center, I think, because we've talked about they had kind of like that hangout house, party house. Yep. It looked like a cool house to be. It was just, the it setup super was super cool. fun. Like mm-hmm. the
1: house was a fun place to hang out and often, often, often hosted parties. Like the night before on November the 11th, mm-hmm. they had a, uh, party with like over a hundred people there on record. There's tons of noise complaints. There's tons of body cam footage of the cops going there and being like, hey you again guys like shut it down and there was
0: even one time where the police came in the body cam and none of the people that live there were actually home someone else they were having a party but those people none of them were there
1: because a lot of people knew the code to the door yeah (laughs) so yeah um madison and kaylee like i said had been best friends and um kaylee actually had moved out already she uh was planning to graduate, get her degree early, and she already had a job set up somewhere else. Yeah, she just came back that night um, to show Maddie her new Range Rover and go to a certain party that she wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And um, Ethan, the boyfriend of Zana, he was a triplet and he was super well known around the campus. Also, the well,
0: all of his like his two bro- his brother and sister. So there was they three all of went them. To the same. They all
1: went and they all were very.
0: Um, into Greek life, which is, like, the beta... The sororities. Yeah, yeah. the sororities. Um, And I know that there was a big... There was also a big party on the 11th, too, right? Because you have to think in... Obviously, in Canada, we have our Thanksgiving a little bit different, but that was a week before Thanksgiving, so... Everyone was, like,
1: getting ready to go home for Thanksgiving, so they were all saying goodbye to each other and... Yeah, let's
0: party our face
1: off. It looks super fucking fun in that town. It does, super fun. So, um... Ethan was Zana's first boyfriend. When you see interviews with her family, they're like, We, she didn't even like have a boyfriend for so long. We were beginning to wonder if she'd ever have one. And they were apparently inseparable, really close, really cute couple. Um, and that night they were at a party after. Uh, it, you see in the photo, they're all together. It looks like maybe. Um, pre-drinking. Yeah, or like nursing hangovers from the night before, mm-hmm. pre-drinking. Um, Maddie and Kaylee ended up at a local college bar called Corner Club, and Ethan and Zana were at a frat party at Ethan's frat, so just hanging out. Um, Maddie and Kaylee l- were at the club until 1.30 in the morning, and then there's footage of them afterwards going to a food truck called uh, the Grub Truck. Like you can every, see them like they're yeah. they're eating pasta, they're like jumping on people like Well, very that's what you do after yeah. you leave
0: somewhere like that, right? You look for the hot dog stand, in my case, or the poutine or <laughs> till you get food poisoning. Then you don't you don't go there anymore, but <laughs> but yeah. But no, they were seen and the uh the food truck itself had like a live Twitch stream. So you can see the video of them, and it's crazy because 2023, we're in 2020,
1: 2023 now, but it's there you're being filmed everywhere you go it's actually fucked up when like you we think might about be being it, filmed right now We're no, just kidding think. but
0: but you know <laughs> like but i thought there I was
1: the blonde in the room
0: <laughs> no but they're literally everywhere you go there's street cam there's people live stream twitching there's people with dash cams there's people with you know a, a police there's a vest cam every single place you go which is kind of creepy but in in obviously when something like this happens
1: you know, well, it's easier to trace for sure. Exactly. I mean, call me out of touch, but my friend was driving a Tesla today and I went to talk to her and I looked down and I'm like, is that a camera? She's like, yeah, there's a camera on both sides. I'm like, what? Like I was totally, my 1973 came out and I was totally tripped out by that. Your Port McNeil. Yeah. My Port McNeil. So, um, everyone by two o'clock was home. Because her two roommates got home right at two o'clock. Yeah, they got home. They were at two separate places. Apparently, we don't really know too much. And the roommates' names
0: much. were Dylan, Dylan and, and Bethany. Bethany, yeah.
1: So at two o'clock, everyone was home. Like uh, to me, it seems like maybe even it was a little bit of an earlier night. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure when they had the big parties, it was like.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But also being Going. home and people are in your home. I think yeah. when you're used to being home, maybe when you're out, you're like, Ugh, I just want to go home, you know. And I know well, that we are m-
1: because we're fucking old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even you are. That makes me even older.
0: Yeah. But I know that, um, like we said, Kaylee had actually moved out already. Yeah. So she just came home to kind of show everybody her new and yeah, she
1: was doing good in her life, and she yeah. was kind of sad to be leaving the whole scene, but it was also time for her to move on to the next step, yeah. and she was doing really... Well, she had a
0: boyfriend named Jack. Jack Decor, I think, was his name, right? Um, It's so cute because when you look at pictures of them from grad, she looks quite mature, and then you look at him, and he looks like (laughs) he's, like, 12 years old. Like, he's super cute.
1: Um, And they're together for six years. Yeah,
0: like, I think they went through all of high school together, right? And then they also had a dog together named Murphy – and they actually broke up pretty recently, but they were sharing custody. I don't know if you know anything about that. I think that. that's a good
1: idea, it actually, is. because and I do it.
0: Yeah, and you can Half be. the cost. You can remain cordial and civil, especially when you have a six-year relationship with someone who you basically grew up with. Yeah. You can
1: have a respectful relationship where you are f- still friends. I think more people should try it, actually. Same. So kind of to talk about the layout of this house. So there was three floors which people slept on. Mm -hmm. And they were pretty well separated. Like the house was big. It It was like a couple thousand square feet. Six bedrooms.
0: That's why I say I I know that it's a college town, but I feel like somebody renovated it. So because, you know, like today's day, it's Airbnb, it's renting out short term rentals, long term rentals. In college towns, they specifically make the layouts of houses. So like, okay, can we get six or seven or eight students in here because they'll pay more to live here. Apparently
1: it was around twenty four, twenty five hundred bucks for the whole house. But all of the rooms were rented separately. Uh, there, it's a lot cheaper. That's affordable. But each um, bedroom, so Dylan and Bethany were sleeping on the first floor, the bottom floor. Um, Zana was on the second floor, so her and Ethan were sleeping on the second floor. And Maddie and Kaylee were um, sleeping on the third floor, and they were both in... Maddie's bedroom because because Kaylee had, had moved, moved out
0: but she kept her dog in that bedroom I think her dog might have been like I think it was pretty young yeah like when I saw the pictures like the like you know like a pouncer dog when yeah. you're sleeping because I've had like one some of sort of a doodle yeah it does look like a doodle but yeah so Murphy was sleeping in Kaylee's room
1: in the third floor So, around um, 4 a.m., Dylan... Quickly, hold on, because I know that it's Dylan, right? Yeah. Because I heard, because
0: it's a weird house. So, when I was watching, I don't know if you saw the... There's this 3D thing. Did you see the 3D? I didn't, know. Okay, you need to see it. So, I'll put, like, a little thing in there. Um, There's a 3D layout that somebody did. And, actually, what happened is the bottom floor is quite weird because you entered on the second floor. The second floor was the... a split level. It was a split level, but Dylan was actually sleeping on the second floor. okay. Yeah, so she was right below Maddie's room. Okay. Right below. So then Zanna and them were on that floor as well. And then there was another... um, The other roommate was on the other floor. Okay. The lower
1: one. So Dylan woke up around 4 a.m. She heard what sounded like uh, uh, Maddie playing with her dog. With the above, dog above, above her, yeah, yeah. with Kaylee's dog, um, and she could hear voices, and um, she was just like, "What's going on?" Basically, well, she like she woke heard up someone, out, of, yeah. out of a sleep. She heard someone say, "She heard some." She thought she heard Kaylee say, "There's someone here," and then she could hear crying from another room, and then she heard a man's voice saying. It's okay, I'm going to help you. So like all of that is fucking creepy. Well,
0: and you don't know was sh- was Dylan super intoxicated? Was she on drugs? I mean, speculation, right? Yeah, you who don't knows. know and uh, pff, drugs can be fun. I don't know. Well, be, and also, who knows?
1: Yeah, she's also a young
0: And she's also been sleeping now for 2 hours. Yeah. So she could have been completely sober, but wake me up and let me hear some things. I'll be like, what the fuck? You know, what is happening? You're, you're out of sorts, right? Totally. And you don't think, think of living in a house that's that busy. You are well, probably not paying attention and the thing is, like, I'm sure
1: when you live in a house, like a party house like that, there's people coming and going, like you, apparently all of the rooms had their own, um, keypad locks on them. So it's like you're, it is like an Airbnb. It's like you have your own little space. Yeah. In a nightclub, basically, mm-hmm. that you're trying to sleep through. And I'm sure they got used to living that life. Well, we've all been to a house like that.
0: You had a house like that, but you didn't know about it. But <laughs> it was your house, <laughs> and I was the party host. And there was host. no locks on the door because no. everything
1: got fucking stolen every time. Yes. Um, but y- you,
0: y- we've all been to a place like that where you're like, oh, you know, like, yeah. where do I get some quiet here or whatever you know trying to sleep or you're so drunk that you're trying to sleep and it's like oh I can't hear you know you,
1: we've all been that somewhere sounds like fun. that. fun I wish I could get up and <laughs> yeah. join. So she opened the door a couple times mm-hmm. and the last time she opened the door she was faced with a man coming towards her.
0: Well she said I guess she had opened the door like this and someone was coming like this.
1: Clad in black clothing head to toe with a mask on, but just covering. Like a COVID, like a COVID mask. Yeah, like mask. a COVID mask, like covering the nose and mouth area. And all she could see was bushy eyebrows. Yeah. And then she just froze and was shocked and frozen in place and then just went back in her room and locked the, locked door. the door. Oh, the man was going towards the sliding glass door and left. Yep. Yeah. So that's fucking freaky.
0: But at the same time, I mean, obviously, her going back in her room and closing the door. Yeah,
1: because she was used to stuff, like, Well, you're used to
0: stuff, plus, I mean, that is freaky, so you probably... Your first concern is always yourself, no matter what. Obviously, yes, once you have children, once you... But they always say, save yourself first, because you can't save anyone else without yourself. So, obviously, seeing that, I'm sure she was like the fuck you know but i don't know that it actually it even it. registered so no. i don't
1: know that she might not have been intoxicated because no. she just went back in her room and went to sleep yeah um at 11 58 a.m um the moscow police got or 911 got a phone call about an unconscious person being mm-hmm. in the house and it was a bunch of friends that had called at that point there, i guess I guess the other roommates had called other people over. Yeah. And they were thinking, I think because the doors were locked in each room, that the person they were trying to wake up, and they don't say who that was, was unconscious. Well, I watched something um, that said the unconscious
0: person thing is actually what the operator just says when they don't want to broadcast it over the um radio
1: okay well that does make sense yeah because I think because that's what like you're about to
0: talk about there was a lot of evidence of something yes. like that because uh, I've heard that it was unlike a lot of other I mean um, like a lot of other murders very gruesome
1: yeah so when the police went there it was a horrific yeah scene where mm-hmm. they discovered that all four people had been murdered.
0: Someone, I was reading another thing too, um, it said that the outside, this is kind of obviously hard to listen to, so if you can't, you know. Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. um, They could smell the smell of blood from outside. Oh. And I guess there was a crowd of students around because also the brother of um, Ethan, the twin brother, or the triplet, one of the triplets, he was supposed to go to some study group. Yeah. And they were waiting for him, waiting for him. And it's like, hey, are you coming? And then it was like, no, I think Ethan's Ethan dead. He's dead, yeah. And they were all kind of... Obviously, because you're going to want to go right to that person. You know where they are. So obviously, he, it kind of word got around. And especially if it's the place to be. And those are the people. They seem very
1: friendly. And like they were friends with everybody. And also the house was like... We'll we'll put out the map of mm-hmm. where everything is. Everything's in super close proximity. Yeah, it's like all very close. They could see from the sorority house. Um, everyone could see that house. Like that mm-hmm. house was a little. It's bit kind of on up, a hill. Yeah, yeah. So after they discovered that they were all murdered, the police sent out a text message, just a broad text message in the community saying. There's been a murder on a homicide on King Road, stay out of the area, and shelter in place.
0: Yeah. But they did say right away that the
1: public didn't have anything to worry about. They did. So I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Um, And then after they discovered this, obviously, they started searching um, the yard and the garbage bins and all of that kind of stuff um, around the house. So pretty quickly, it got out like I said, um, who the people were that had been murdered. And the police released a statement, and they said that the murder was not random, it was targeted, and there was no danger to the public. So, But it's I like don't
0: saying that, it's like it was targeted, but the fact that it, it but could they have be no randomly idea who did targeted. It. Exactly, to say you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, and they also
1: said... Um, I'm
0: sure that the police department has gotten a lot of scrutiny for that. I mean, I they have, they've
1: actually apologized. Yeah. So they said that, um, the surviving roommates could have slept through the murders because the killer may have had the advantage of surprise since the victims were likely asleep. Um, and they may have been killed in such a way, they didn't release the manner of death right away, Yeah. that they may have been killed in such a way that it was difficult for them to scream.
0: Yeah, and I know that there is a big question mark as to why it took Dylan or, you know, obviously the other roommates, people that were in the house, because that was 4, what, 4.15? Yeah, so they figured... That she saw that masked person, um, but they didn't call police until almost noon, noon the next which day which y- you could have she could have been sleeping right she, well, she could probably was sleeping yeah was in college exactly and hungover, probably. yeah so she could have been sleeping and then y- that's what I think but y- you go on all the reddit threads you go on every single thing and it's like why didn't she call the police she's sus. this 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 you know she's obviously too if you do think something's wrong and you're scared or you did see something and you're traumatized or you don't know what I mean, everyone,
1: everyone reacts differently to trauma and to being in a situation that they've never been in before. Well,
0: and seeing something that you can't make sense of that obviously makes very
1: clear sense later when all of your friends are murdered. When it does make sense, it's like the most like something you couldn't even imagine that would occur. Like it's not even somewhere your mind would go. No. And especially like we said, having people coming in and out of the house all the time,
0: it's not, you're not going to automatically go to, oh, well. They're probably uh, they're probably
1: getting murdered. Yeah, I better yeah. call the police. So on November the fifteenth, the Moscow Police Department issued a statement saying that an edged weapon, such as a k-bar knife, was used in the killings, but no murder weapon had been found. On December sixteenth or November sixteenth, the Moscow Police Department holds a press conference about the murders. Uh, police Chief James Fry said it was a targeted attack. We do not have a suspect at this time, and the individual is still out there. So that, that's like a total contradiction. Yeah. On November 17th, the Latah, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but it's L-A-T-A-H, Lata Lata. I'll say Lata because it sounds fancy. Yeah, there we go. County coroner's office reports the victims were likely asleep, and they were stabbed with a large knife. Some even had defensive wounds on their bodies. November the 18th. So this is kind of unfolding pretty rapidly. Um, the family said they weren't getting enough information, but I think you would feel like that no matter what. Mm-hmm. Generally, there's holdback evidence because they don't want to give yep. everything out. Like a lot of times, they won't even release the method of Yeah. I'm how surprised people that they murdered. let
0: some things out that they did. Me
1: too. November the 18th. Um, police released an aerial map showing the times and locations where the victims were on the night of November the 12th, 2022, and in the early morning hours of November the 13th. So right away, like already at this point, the internet sleuths, the Reddit people, everyone's going crazy, and everyone's starting to pinpoint and blame people. Oh, The ex-boyfriend of Kaylee was getting like people were all over that, that it was him because she had called him seven times.
0: I think between her and Maddie was ten times. Yeah, like they, she they called kept seven, calling seven, him. He called three. Who knows why? It's like, called phone circle. We mean my friends do it all the time. If you're not going to answer my phone call, you're going to answer Monica's Because <laughs> you're going to answer Alexis's. Maybe
1: the dog was being annoying and they wanted him to yeah, pick it up. Yeah, that's why like, he was in the room. Knows? It's like yeah. it's the
0: fucking dog. We're drunk and we're trying to <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Like fuck, you know. And the dogs so biting our the hair thing. or exactly. whatever. Like that's what I mean when I know why the dog was in the room because I've had a dog
1: like that. And yeah, so who knows? So everyone was kind of pinpointing like oh, maybe it was him. And then there was another guy. Um, the sweater
0: guy from the food truck twitch. The sweater guy
1: they released, like mm-hmm. people were putting on Reddit, like this jacket, look for this jacket. It was that guy, like that poor well, fucking that's guy. That's the thing about sleuths. And even for us, I mean,
0: I have had cases where I'm like, oh, it was for sure this guy. Everything adds up. And no, it was a no, random. No, it was their grandma. No, but you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's very, you can have an idea um, or you can really be sure. But until you have the hard evidence and until you have everything that you need to tie somebody definitively to a murder or to anything
1: well and this like so on on november even the guy grieving
0: like poor the poor guy you know even the
1: guy that um so the cool thing about the way that town was set up is they even had um like someone that would stay sober in a night to drive everyone home from parties. It was mm-hmm. like a shared ride service amongst the fraternities. Yeah. So those, um, the two girls that Kaylee and Matt and Maddie called, one of these guys to drive them home. Like they were super safe about their whole night. And then even he was getting yeah accused.
0: That's what the parents say. They're, you know, what the girls did. Every single thing that they did that night was right. And every sing every single thing, obviously, yeah. The house parties of like, hey, sorry, yeah. police. But every single thing that they did is like the epitome of being safe in your environment, knowing your surroundings, knowing who you're getting a ride with, everything. And then you're at your own home in the comfort of your own home
1: in your bed, and but ironically, everything they did was safe except for pretty much the whole town knew their code to yeah, their house, yeah. So
0: and that they probably left their sliding <laughs> glass door open, yeah. right? But and
1: on no, they didn't release on until November nineteenth that um, the police did not say until November 19th that the people that everyone's accusing, like the driver, um, the boyfriend, all of that, are not involved. So these people went through like six days a week, basically, of being accused of stuff they didn't do.
0: Well, and in a town so small and so close-knit, you would probably, I mean, you don't always know, but you would probably know... This is the guy with the K-bar. Yeah. Because you can't just be like completely sane and go into a home and kill four people with a K-bar. That's literally like a huge machete. It's
1: it's crazy. Yeah. So imagine even looking around at people like, I'm sure everyone started to doubt each other. Which at that is what point, happens,
0: right? right? Until the suspect is apprehended, it, nobody knows.
1: And then there was another rumor um, going on, which police say they don't have any proof of that Kaylee said that she had a stalker so she had told a couple people that she had a stalker and I read online that um she had been followed around a store by some random guy she was beautiful so and guys all looking creepy
0: they were all beautiful Ethan was beautiful too they were all like all of them were very you know nice good looking young but the thing is I'm sorry, men, for all of our male listeners. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. But a lot of guys are fucking weirdos.
1: Weirdos. Oh, minute by minute.
0: Mom let me in on a group I don't know how to just talk <laughs> about it it's so, called are we dating the same guy and literally so many guys mom has guys mom has dated are in this not group. even dated just like talk talk to, to because I haven't dated anyone I was watching ever. another thing today where it's like oh I matched with this guy on tinder and then it's like and then I went and I checked and he's on the number one list for stalking most wanted but that's what I mean with this is you can't you don't know someone. no and and the thing is she might have been followed multiple times by
1: totally other people because she was gorgeous. And g- I'm sorry, but like 60 percent of guys are fucking creeps. So the last just to sidebar this conversation after the stalker, the, the next guy I spoke to after that was from my hometown, seemed like a nice person, had a great job. Um, someone from the same town happened to know him and said that's the guy that abducted his girlfriend. And I looked on his CSO because, uh, like you I know. fucking said before, I look at everyone's <laughs> she CSOs. She's gonna take herself
0: out with the microphone.
1: And he <laughs> had an assault with a deadly w- two assault with a deadly weapons charges yeah. just in May. So yeah. I get that this can happen a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but like just to say it yeah. couldn't, it it have not necessarily mean that the stalk the, the stalker, stalker killed. No, like she could have had multiple stalkers because there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there. Yeah, but obviously when someone is murdered like this and they're looking at everything yeah and that is obviously very important that if she did have someone that was following her and and maybe so in love with her or you don't know or he even
1: who even knows yeah so on november 25th um investigators collected 113 pieces of physical evidence and sent it to the state police crime lab and the idaho governor that same day directed a hundred or one million dollars extra in funds to fund the ongoing investigation so this is how much like it's affecting everyone um november 30th the university of idaho holds a vigil in honor of the murdered students and um the some of the parents were there and uh, the mom of Maddie, I believe, said, the most important message we have for you and your families is to spend as much time together as possible with the people you love. It's true. Oh, it's it, was, true. It, was, it, was, it was actually Ethan's mom that said that. Um, and so police get a possible clue um, shortly after that on December the 15th um, a trooper's body cam captures a white Hyundai Elantra, um, oh no, that was, that was after, he was, a white Hyundai Elantra was stopped twice in Indiana for driving violations, but they came down to asking people in the town also if they had seen a white Hyundai Elantra. Mm-hmm, 2011 to
0: 2013.
1: Yes. Yeah, so they had seen this car. Obviously, the police were going around. Like we said, like everyone has cameras. There's cameras everywhere. There's yeah. cameras at gas stations. There's cameras on the People's houses, doorbells, everywhere, on street
0: lights, on everything. And they noticed a white Elantra sitting
1: by the house a lot. So they noticed actually the night the night of the murders. There weren't a lot of cars on the road. It was a pretty sleepy time, obviously, at 4 o'clock in the morning. And there was a white Hyundai Elantra or a white sedan they thought was a Hyundai Elantra Mm. um, with no front license plate, traveling around the area three times. Mm -hmm. The first three times, it was just kind of casing out. And one of the campus security actually noticed first. And then it came around again the fourth time and tried to kind of do a Yui by the house, but ended up, being an Austin Powers four point turn yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, that car was spotted right around that time. Next thing we hear, there's been a white Hyundai Elantra um, that they're investigating in Oregon. That mm-hmm. one turned out to not be the right car. Yeah. That one had no ties. The next thing we hear is there's one pulled over heading to Pennsylvania.
0: And it was pulled over within like what five minutes or something
1: twice? Uh, within ten minutes yeah. it's pulled over twice and both times the driver is tailgating. Like so stuff.
0: Like you just got
1: pulled over. And and both times he didn't get a ticket. He you just know, got he two just warnings. Was spoken to. Just given two warnings twice, ten minutes apart. So the, the driver that was stopped uh was twenty eight year old Brian Kohlberger who was accompanied by his father. Mm-hmm. So, so Brian was driving. His father was in the past. He university. was driving, and they were driving Brian home from Washington State University, which is eight miles away from the town of, um, that the Washington State University I- is in and the town that um, the Idaho University, b- yeah. the Moscow town is only eight miles apart from mm-hmm. each other. And it's in Pullman, Washington. Pullman, right? Washington and Moscow are only eight yeah. miles apart from each other. which is like what? Uh, 10 minute drive. Yeah. So Brian was driving home to go back to Pennsylvania because um, it was almost Christmas. It was like he
0: was, he, he was a student, a PhD student. At Pulm, uh, in Pullman, like at, at the University of Washington. And his dad actually flew from Pennsylvania to, to be like, you him. know, hey, bud, do you want me to come in this yeah, c- come on the ride with you or whatever? I mean, I don't know if that's how he talked, but you guys know me. I like to, everyone talks like that. <laughs> but so, you know, his dad's, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So they're driving together and, and they Brian Koberger over. is. I mean, that's not yeah, the, f- so the first time we hear that Yeah, so
1: he's a name. PhD student at the Washington State University, and law enforcement say that they were able to... They, f- they basically stopped him twice, and then the next thing you know is um, January... Or December 30th, I think, mm-hmm. the FBI fully stormed his house. Yeah. Like, well kicked in the windows.
0: Yeah, first I remember hearing... Because they kept saying... Um, they had a. They found in the bed with Kaylee oh, yeah. and Maddie. They found a sheath that was hold sheath. the K-bar knife. So, I mean, obviously, we never like to say like, "Why would you do that?" Like, because every little thing that someone does when they commit a murder, if that can lead detectives, investigators in your direction, fuck yeah. And it had
1: DNA on it.
0: It did, and it also, it was, like, a military-style sheath with an eagle and a star on it, and uh, the thing is, if someone's going to commit a murder and in the way that we think that, you know, there's motives, there's all this, like I said, speculation, but, uh, you know, you always hear people, like, what's that movie called? Um, Murder by Numbers. You know, it's the Ryan Gosling. I've talked about this movie before, but Sandra Bullock's detective, Ryan Gosling, and this other kid who they're not even really friends... He wants to commit the perfect murder and they do things like, you know, you saran wrap your whole body except for just, you know, and then it's just like every little thing where you're not leaving evidence, you're not leaving DNA, you're not leaving this, you're not, you're not going to leave any parts of yourself there so no one would know you did it, you'd get away with it and that's it. But somebody leaving the sheath of your (laughs) knife... That's how they Especially when knew it was a big
1: knife because es- of the sheath. Especially when you're a criminology student going for your PhD. He already had a master's degree, this yeah. this guy that they...
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, right? They left... Someone left the sheath there in the bed with Kaylee and Maddie.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of tucked, tucked they, to the side. Yeah,
0: and they what they did with that is they swabbed it for DNA and the best of... I always, I always want to do the family tree DNA, but if I Don't have a, it. if I have <laughs> a relative that has, which I probably do have a relative that's committed a crime and it's unsolved and they're in the database,
1: yeah, they if, can do if I familial. ran my,
0: yes, the familial DNA would be like this person's father <laughs> is the f- father of 15 other people no I'm just kidding but that's my father actually (laughs) but um but no in this case they swabbed the DNA and it came back as who was in the system is Brian Koberger's father
1: yeah so the the DNA I guess they had they had gone and gotten gone through the garbage and stuff like that Mm -hmm. there's speculation that they knew the whole time or suspected the whole time and that's why they kept pulling him over was just to stall and see, like, kind of get a read on him. And, like, they did that on purpose. Because, really, it's kind of weird that you get pulled over and not charged two times Well, in also, ten I think
0: it, it threw them off because his Elantra was a f-
1: 2015. So it
0: wasn't what they were looking for. So the bolo was, like, you know, and he, and he didn't seem like, like he's a really good, creepy guy. But he does have big bushy eyebrows and, like, dead eyes. Yeah. But the bushy eyebrows, if you guys recall, that's what – the roommate said that she had seen in the black mask. And, and his, that was his physical
1: description matched also. Yes, she said something about
0: not very muscular, tall. Athletic build. Athletic tall, build but not but muscular, thin, yeah. yeah. And creepy eyes and bushy eyebrows. And this guy, I mean, I don't know if she said the creepy eyes part, but I said it because his fucking eyes are super creepy. If, you, if I were to see those with those eyebrows, he like you're never forgetting that. Manson? No. Um, oh, Charles. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Sorry, you guys don't know who Charles is, but we'll put a picture up of Charles. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like, fuck, yeah, it's his twin. But
1: but yeah, so... So
0: they they stormed
1: his house on December the 30th. They like
0: blew out all the windows. They they used a SWAT
1: team, like blew out all
0: the windows of his family's home.
1: Imagine his poor mom. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, yeah. Although she might have been creepy. Well, I mean, you do it is sad for the parents and the families of, of these course. people too, because what the well, fuck? Well, they probably
1: still think he didn't do it anyway. Yeah, but so they... So he was charged with burglary and four counts of first-degree murder, and um, they he waived his right to extradition, and they sent him back to Idaho because yeah. he was in Pennsylvania. That's quite a far ways. Yeah,
0: well, he said, like, like let's speed it up so that I can be extradited. F- I mean, so that I can be exonerated yeah. completely. But then... Are you going to talk about the Papa?
1: Yeah. Papa so, Roger. So as as things were breaking in the very beginning um, on Reddit, uh, one of the internet sleuths.
0: There's pop, obviously
1: discussion boards. Yeah, there's discussion boards, and as you go through the discussion boards, um, there was one internet sleuth. That was uh, proposing a bunch of what ifs and h- that person's name was Papa Roger. Mm-hmm. And their display picture actually was like
0: a side profile, um, kind of resembles Brian Koberger. But old. Yes, but has a eagle and a star. It's like yep. a, an army guy, Papa Roger. And he was saying things like, what if the killer didn't know other people were going to be in the house and didn't mean to kill all these other people, Like, you know, didn't plan for this. Or another thing was the Papa Rogers said, what if they found a sheath, which is this, this was like days, I think five days before they announced announced that that they found the sheath. Yeah, he, they said, Papa Rogers um, said, what if they found the sheath? Um, that's how they would know what kind of knife it is, and da 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 da. And, and he had speculating. Like, no, they wouldn't s- leave a sheath behind, and the you know, there's so much speculation. Same thing with, you know, they said there was no sexual um, motivation for this killing.
1: That's what the police said. But Papa Rogers said, "What if there was sexual motivation, but the mm-hmm. the killer was sexually defunct, basically? Well, someone else,
0: someone else said the dysfunctional part, and then Papa Rogers." Like was like, no, you know, it, it's the personality that Brian Koberger apparently had was, well, apparently he was in high school. He was addicted to heroin. Yeah. he was quite chubby. And then he got a heroin addiction and then he lost a lot of weight. But he was always very, people that knew him said he was very above everybody he else. He thought he was better than everyone else. He was very else. smart, which is we hear all the time with sociopaths. Yeah. And also even just having to, like, someone was in his class and said, ugh, like, they'd roll their eyes every time he put his hand up because they're like, oh, fuck, it's going to take 30 minutes because Brian's answering the question. So somebody like that, they have, like, this air about them of, like, speaking, like, it's kind of like they're talking down to
1: you. They're too smart. They're smarter than you. and But that's usually what gets them caught, Yeah, as we know from previous cases. Mm -hmm. And another thing that he has in common with a lot of other killers is that he had actually applied... Uh, for an internship in with the Pullman Police Department. Oh yeah, you always hear that. Yeah, so um, it said he, in his in his application essay he had said he had an interest in assisting in rural law enforcement agencies uh, to better collect and analyze technological data. Investigators check the movements of.
0: So speaking of that, they have everything that is tying Brian Koberger. Obviously, the DNA is huge. But that could be argued, oh, you know, he made it, maybe he touched at the store. Maybe he was at the party. Right? But the only person's DNA on that was his. And another thing they have is his phone had pinged, not even just in the area. It had pinged in the area multiple times. I think about 12 times. Over 12 times. times. Over 12 times. But- You guys know, everybody knows, okay? I've been close enough to someone's house, and it's like, why the fuck is my phone so shitty? And I'm close, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm connecting to this person's Wi-Fi accidentally, because you have to be
1: close for that. And it was so close that it was joining their Wi-Fi on several occasions. And also, during the time of the murders, it was completely not showing the, the phone was off the network so his it was, phone turned was off, off and turned on so and then it got turned back on on between 247 a.m and 448 it was off am it was off and then you see it when he turns it back on it's coming from the direction of yeah of Moscow, Moscow. you also
0: because like we said there's cameras everywhere um, there's a video of him leaving his place his in Pullman. And like, like we said, let's say it takes about 10 minutes to get there to Moscow, to King Road, to, to the house. He is seen pulling out of his apartment building or whatever wherever he lives. Seen pulling out. The, his car is picked up at the King Road house, like right in the area at around 4 o'clock. Yeah. So Zana actually was up at 4
1: o'clock getting a door dash order. So which is so even more freaky because everyone was supposed to be sleeping yeah, and attacked in their sleep. They were
0: coming through the front door, right? Because, which is the bottom floor. And so the top floor, the middle floor is where the sliding glass door was, which is where Dylan saw the person exit. So think about it. You're getting your DoorDash order. I've been there four o'clock in the morning and you're going through your house and imagine you came upon a guy in a mask. Obviously, yeah. if this person has is coming in the house and speculate speculation again i believe that kaylee was the target because when he when dylan said that he heard the dog jump off the or plane it she sounded like it. kaylee was playing with the dog i bet what happened and again speculation he went upstairs to kaylee's room first to check if kaylee was there and open the door and what the dog came off the bed like, hey, play with me, play with me, yeah. play with me. I want to pull on your hair. You know, it's a dog. So obviously he probably shut the door and then went into Maddie's room, opened the door, and found them there. But that's when I think, obviously, if, say, Kaylee heard someone jumping someone's off. Someone's here. The dog is jumping around. She's probably like, that's when Dylan heard her say, someone's I here. I think someone's here. Yeah. Which they probably thought maybe it was Jack or maybe it was, you know. Yeah, someone. He,
1: one of their someone's
0: friends. here not thinking it's someone this so we don't know when Zanna and Ethan were killed which I mean I'm thinking it's before right because you you also think that yeah right? I
1: mean we don't know and and that's the difference about this case is like it's all unfolding every single day and it's going to be so interesting to see how it plays out yeah. also um, Idaho does have the death penalty mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's going to be super interesting. Yeah, It's terrible, and it's sad, and it's scared the shit out of me, but mm-hmm. it's definitely... It is
0: scary, and we always tell everybody, you know, lock your door. For real, though, like, lock your door, look around you, be aware. Turn your fur on. Even off. there was a girl <laughs> working at Starbucks, and a guy, did you see that? The guy was tr- going through the drive-thru and tried to pull her arm out the window and tried to lasso her with a zap strap on her neck. Oh, my God. And that's how Israel Keys killed someone, too, stole her from a one of his victims from some place she was working. So, you know, work, home, wherever you are, even if you're in a super unsafe place, like be even that much more- aware of your surroundings. Exactly, be aware. Obviously we can't give you guys the end of this case because this is so current and we don't know what's gonna happen. Brian Koberger, I think his first trial date set for June. So we're gonna be waiting a while. I'm thinking because of the trial, there's gonna be a lot of evidence that does not become public because just solely based on the fact that they want to have the strongest case. Well, and people can wreck it. Exactly. I mean. People are so on top of each detail that... Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the internet sleuths, you know, like obviously being one myself, I'm not so much a sleuth, (laughs) but it's, you know, you are, I'm in all these threads. I'm in all these discussion groups. I'm for every single murder, which you wonder why I have anxiety, like (laughs) talking about (laughs) murder every day and have five iced coffees, but... No, really, we don't know what's gonna happen because you've seen cases where they're like, "Oh, this person, OJ, this person is one hundred percent guilty." Casey Anthony,
1: yeah, and but then they get off in the and end, and then
0: it's like, "What?" Because you don't know who is going to be no. on the jury. You don't know what they're gonna see. What's gonna set them to be like? Maybe that. Maybe he didn't do this. Pretty sure he did it. Um, just given everything. Uh, we obviously, Brian Koberger is the person that I believe committed these murders. Same. Um, I am very, very, very like, I just want to know, I want to know why that's why I love true crime. That's why you love true crime. Yeah. I want to know what makes your brain do that fucked up shit that you do that and I wouldn't do, yeah. but it's the infamy too, the notoriety, the getting away with it. But it's like, well, jokes on you, buddy. Cause you got arrested like <laughs> not even a month later or a month and a even half later. you not good at it. Yeah. Like, you left a sheath like that's like this, which again, good thing you did, because that's what got him in the first place. But little things like that. And, you know, I know that Kaylee's parents said it's because like they have a feeling that Kaylee's like helping solve her own murder. Like she took the sheath kind of thing and like hit it or whatever happened or. But think about it. It's too
1: it's too creepy. It is very creepy. It is because
0: you never know who's watching you. And like that's fucking really so weird. So
1: I'm gonna um just have to take a break from thinking like that though. Like I'll be aware of my surroundings, but this one's yeah definitely getting Please to me. don't start internet dating again. I'm gonna be I'm like not. the most anxious person
0: I'm not. bald, like <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, just everybody stay safe. Um twenty twenty three is a year of safety and knowing your yes. surroundings. And it's, it's the not year our of year fifty but also. <laughs> it is. So mom yeah. will be fifty this year, but fifty and like you n- can you please just be safe, like oh. 50 and safe? Can you make that, like, your new thing? That sounds really fucking boring. Well, but b- <laughs> boring is better than yeah. the latter, you know. I just – but anyway.
1: Anyway, well, that was uh, the case of the Idaho 4. The un- – it's yeah. still unfolding. The, the developing case. Yeah.
0: So we will and definitely check out all yeah. of our socials. Uh, check out our Instagram. Obviously, if you're watching this, you're on our YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Or don't. I mean, I don't really give a shit. (laughs) I I hate saying that,
1: but I really don't. Um, I hope you do. Hope you, you know. But just... It's kind of been a little bit all over the place today just because there has been so much Mm -hmm. speculation. And... It's been kind of cool to sit and theorize together. And if you guys want to shoot the about shit it, about yeah. it, talk about it, you send guys us a message. Us. A message for sure. Yeah,
0: we're not active on TikTok because I don't. Because we're too old. Still to breastfeeding it out. somebody who's large and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and biting. Oh god! But I don't have as much time, so like, if one of you guys wants to manage our social media, shout out to me because except for Brian Kohlberger or Sandra. Yeah. Oh. Sandra, I hope you're not even listening to this. <laughs> and Michelle Wilson. We had to get that out of there. Not LeBurge. We're sorry. It's
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking at me I like you didn't get that text message. I thought you got it mixed up. And Michelle, stay way. safe from that guy that drives <laughs> that <laughs> car we were talking about, a.k.a. the car we all know. And I have to give a, a, I got asked for a shout out by Sandy today. At work, so. Barar? Yeah, shout out to Sandy. Wow,
0: I probably shouldn't say you last name on a show, <laughs> like a murder show. But, <laughs> hey, Sandy. But uh hey,
1: Brent. Oh, hey, Brent.
0: <laughs> yeah, Brent and Sean. What say? We yeah. could literally be here for like 45 minutes giving every single person anyway. a shout out. But anyway, Our time come is back up. <laughs> in a couple weeks. We will be back for episode 43, which we will get back to regular, you know, regular channels of unless doing another case big happens and then yes well you guys, well, you guys will obviously ramble. still get the current events um but next time i will be back with a case that i get to choose um but yeah if you have any suggestions hit us let up let us know so as always this has been murder with my mother the true crime podcast where i talk murder with my mother a safe 50 year old yeah <laughs> bye guys
1: bye